Thanks for joining us today on the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Today, we're talking about marriage and specifically how you can use your words within your marriage to restore your spouse. In marriage, spouses have an opportunity for God to use them. A spouse can be a real instrument in the hand of God. He wants to heal the brokenness in all of us, including our spouses. He wants to use our words to help that healing process along. Used rightly, married love can be a great help to the brokenness in our spouse. We can't live and die on their words, but we do have a great opportunity to build up the other. At the end of the day, we get our security from Christ, but our words help. Like medicine, our words of praise help the heart sickness within and can restore our spouse. This is one of your shorter articles, mm-hmm. but man, it is jam-packed. Well, you love those short ones because you can actually read the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just walking <laughs> from my front door to my car and I can read it. And boom, right. there you go. <laughs> Encouraged. But this article is great, Nate. You know, I was just thinking about when I was Thanks, reading man. it that, um, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where there's articles all the time that are like, or, or you'll get, you go into the store and you see a magazine, five ways to please your husband Whoa, or yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy, I feel like, to get just lost in like the mix up of all that. And so to take a moment and to talk about some restorative praise for your spouse, I think it's just so cool and so needed. And even just in that title alone, I was just thinking about that for a while before I even read the article. And I was like, this is a jam-packed title. It's like one of those titles, you know, they tell you that it, that when you're entitling blog posts, you should really um, do some research to find out if this is something that people are searching for. Right, or want to click on. I can't imagine anybody actually <laughs> typing into their <laughs> Google search I, you know, I'm just curious about restorative praise for my spouse. So, right, yeah, good right. point. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, maybe we can kind of start off this conversation just kind of just breaking down that title a little bit. There's some big, great, strong words in the title. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can just take it kind of one word at a yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you think about the idea of restoration. Yes. And, mm-hmm. okay, so for one, when we are born... We are born in sin. We know that from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we're born yeah. in sin. And then, uh, you know, I'm coming at things from an angle of talking to people who have found Christ and Christ mm-hmm. has found them. So you become a believer. You are now in Jesus. You're in Christ. Your identity is in him. And so he has redeemed you. And uh, there will come a day now that you've been justified, that you'll be glorified. You know, you're right. going to see God face to face, and you'll put on a new body, and you'll be completely glorified. There will be no uh, even, you know, hint of sin there in your life. You'll just be completely restored. Mm-hmm. But right now, in this life, you know, this is something we understand from the Bible, uh, he is still in the process, even after we've been justified, of wanting to restore us and grow us. We call it the sanctification process, mm-hmm. right. and we think about God as sanctifying us, and then us, ourselves, being involved in, in being willing to engage in the sanctification process. 
Well, you just think about it. Like, what are some of the ways that the Lord wants to restore us? Well, mm-hmm. if you're married, uh, then God wants to use your marriage to help that process of restoration wow, yeah. uh, in your life. He wants mm-hmm. to make you more and more into the image of Jesus. So, you know, as a married man or a married, uh, if there's a married woman listening, what you're thinking about is, <clears throat> man, I could be through my words potentially an instrument of God's restoration mm. in my spouse's life and it doesn't all rest on me right. and it's not my opinion and my words that they need to worship you know ultimately it's must it must come from the Lord but are there things that I can say that you know, can help the levels of brokenness Mm. and pain and incompleteness that are there inside of my spouse? What have they carried into this relationship because it's just part of them that is Mm. incomplete? And how can I, with my words, help that restoration process that Christ by his spirit is trying to perform and work in their lives? So Mm. that's kind of what I mean by restorative yeah, it's you know praise it's hey understand like god is in this awesome restoration process and work in your spouse's life uh if they're a believer that's what he's doing in their lives mm. so how can you join god in in and on his mission that, that's a way deeper explanation than just the i just want to give some good compliments to my spouse, you know, <laughs> and it's really beautiful. You're trying to restore like an identity, the identity that Jesus places on your spouse. Yeah, totally. I mean, like I think about, and we'll talk about this from Song of Solomon chapter one, but you know, uh, there, uh, we've talked about this before with Christina as she's mm-hmm. been in the studio before right. and as we've talked about ministry together and things like that. And <clears throat> You know, part of just off the top of my head, like a an incompleteness that I brought into our marriage that I know the Lord has been trying to restore in my life over the years, is an an ability to really have like a confidence in God and a and a real confidence in who He's made me to be and and what I'm called to do and 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 who I am, you know, and not operating from a place of uh, fear or insecurity. Mm. All right, so my my boldness you know, that, that, that I'll have in life, you know, it's not complete yet. It's not full, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a without, you know, there's never any fear, you know, there's never any anxiety, there's never any insecurity. No, those things creep in, Mm -hmm. but the boldness that I do have, I get that from the Lord that comes from him, but it would be impossible for me to look at the last 15 years of being married to Christina and to say that God hasn't used her in my life mm. to help restore that confidence that wasn't there to build that up you know her her like belief in me her confidence about what she sees in me mm. uh, the words that she's used to to tell me you know like man that was that was a good word that you shared or i see god doing this in your life or you know you are you know this to me you're a good dad right. like these kind of mm-hmm. things uh, it's not like she she's not my Bible, you know, and yeah. her words aren't, you know, like the words of God, but God, it seems, has taken and used her as an instrument in my life to help 
you know, restore that thing that, you know, 15 years ago when we got married, married, it's not like I was just this skittish, you know, anxious guy (laughs) all the time, but I wasn't where I needed to be. And the Lord has, you know, used many means to help build me up, but a major means that he has used is to use my wife and her words Mm. to help build me up and kind of pull me out of some of that, um, you know, lack of confidence that might have been more natural. So, I mean, I'm saying a lot of things. I think you understand what I'm talking about. I do. I would just say, I mean, you're not alone in that. Whoever's listening to this podcast, I'm sure, isn't alone in those insecurities. I think that's just part of... Some of the things that we go through in this life, and what a beautiful way to hear how, man, your spouse can partner with God in encouraging and uplifting and restoring um, the other person in that relationship. So, gosh, a whole lot there. But before we get into that, you do make mention of um, a passage in the Song of Solomon, and it really does touch on that kind of insecurity. So would you mind just kind of taking us through that a little bit? Why did you choose to have this passage in this article? Yeah, I mean, I quoted a little bit of it at the beginning of um, the article that I that I wrote. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really hope that people, when they're reading these different things that I do write, it's, uh, those, those verses at the beginning are never uh, like a placeholder, right. you know, or just like something, some Bible thing to say before I say what I want to say. Yeah. I really am trying to communicate from those verses you know here's some truth that 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 should hit us from those verses so you know i hope that you know anybody reading the uh words would have read the word Mm -hmm. first but the bigger concept you know that's happening there in song of solomon chapter one and i realize that there's some people uh who historically have had a hard time seeing this as a literal relationship Mm -hmm. between a man and a woman but i've been so glad that in recent years that's had a little bit of a uh, you know, come back in people's mm. minds that there is, you know, th- these are this is a man and a woman, and they're pursuing one another, mm. and the whole song, you know, bursts open at the beginning of chapter one, with um, the bride or the future bride, just head over heels like rejoicing over the love that is coming in in her direction from her future husband she's just celebrating it she's rejoicing it but then you get to the fifth verse of song of solomon chapter one and it it goes dark and Mm -hmm. uh actually literally goes dark in the sense that this woman who's been like so excited and rejoicing and just stoked about this romance that she's in Mm -hmm. she then starts talking about but um here's here's what i look like and she Mm -hmm. starts talking about her dark skin right and Mm -hmm. she goes on to say that it came from being out in the vineyards tending uh you know like working in the fields and that her brothers had forced her into that labor and what all that seems to mean, like taken together, is that she, in a culture that did not prize a suntan, mm. saw her skin that had been weathered by the sun and would have made it very obvious to everybody else that she was an outside laborer, not an inside princess. Right. And the feeling that came over her was an insecurity about the way that she looked. But not only was it, you know, I look this way, and so I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm 
I don't like this, you know, kind of thing. It was also, and here's how that happened in my life. And she talks about her brothers uh, treating her in a certain way. So, you know, you, I'm, I'm no therapist or anything like that. So, you know, but it seems like there was some kind of, in my past, these are some events that happened in my life. And here's how I was treated. And now I feel this way about mm. my external appearance. And so that was her thing, you know, that she brought, you right. know, to Solomon. And he just rolls in. You know, in the in the midst of all of that, and he just says, "If you do not know, O most beautiful among women, follow in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats beside the shepherd's tents. I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with a string of jewels." And he just what he's doing there is he's just immediately, you know, amongst other things, he's just elevating her and he is talking about her beauty and the way that he sees her and so that and that's not a theme that is only found in song of solomon chapter one Mm -hmm. the whole book there is this praise that they are giving to each other where they're building Mm -hmm. each other up and the confidence is growing the safety is growing and you know as we've experienced in life that kind of safety and confidence it bleeds into your interactions with like everybody mm. on earth when oh, yeah. within the marital relationship if you're married you feel that kind of safety and protection and love and elevation mm. so that's where i was coming from with the idea of here's solomon taking this woman who you know felt certain ways about herself mm. and he says words contrary to her thoughts and yeah, feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's putting that truth into her heart and he's helping to restore, you know, something that was broken inside mm-hmm. of her. That's really cool. It kind of speaks of a, like an honesty between the two of them as well, that she was honest about some of the insecurities that she had and that Solomon would um, take the opportunity to pour into her, not just not deflect it or anything or try mm-hmm. to just give some kind of false or just kind of quick solution kind of thing to reason it. But it seems like he really took advantage of the opportunity to say, this is what you're struggling with, your beauty. I'm going to confirm your beauty. What you see with Solomon and his bride, at least, mm-hmm. is that that reciprocal, like going back and forth and like speaking to those insecurities in the other person, uh, one major key is that it was received. Hmm. It was received. I don't think that we should see what Solomon did for her, here's another key, as just a reactionary kind of word. You know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. right now you're feeling this way, so only right now am I going to speak into that. I think what you're meant to see throughout the whole book is a continual uh, willingness to Hmm. talk into that area of her life. And this is where a lot of times people make, uh, I think, mistakes in this area. Mm-hmm. For one, there's the mistake of not being willing to receive it, you know, from your spouse, you know, yeah. and kind of being at that place where it's like, well, that's nice of you to say, but mm-hmm. it's not. I am not going to let that impact my heart. She, in the Song of Solomon, allowed his words to impact her heart. You have a decision to make about whether you're going to receive that, whether you're going to say, uh, you know, 
what you see and and your thought, you know, on this on this particular matter. I'm going to open my heart up to that, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me what you know a thousand other men might say or think or feel about me. This is the man mm-hmm. that it's important for me to hear from. And I am going to open my heart and receive that. Now, obviously, that's like a process, you know, in time. I don't think that she just, in that moment, got over it, you know, completely. And that's where the second mistake, I think, comes in a lot of times, where inside a married couple, there's no unwilling, there's an unwillingness to continue Hmm. to say the the um, encouraging, uplifting, redemptive, restorative kind of words that need to be said. And there can almost be an attitude, and maybe this is kind of more like a male thing, of saying like, hey, look, I said it. You know how I feel. Why do I need to continually do this for you? Why are you so insecure you know kind of concept? And what you seem to have here between this husband and wife, and I'm, I'm trying not to throw it into like exclusive gender categories yeah, like the yeah. wife is always going to be the one that has the insecurity and the husband is always going to be the one who needs to patiently give those re- restorative words and part of the reason I'm not trying to do that is because I don't think the bible throws it into those mm-hmm. categories exclusively right. but also in my own experience yeah. I've needed Christina to give me the restorative words I've needed to give her restorative words mm-hmm. you know we've both brought the that incompletion into the marriage but i think a lot of times a a man uh, or a male kind of error can be like an unwillingness to continually you know be willing to speak into uh, Mm. those you know broken spaces in his wife's you know mind and heart and to be patient with that to understand like well hey man you came to the marriage with a bunch of brokenness and stuff that's incomplete yeah and you're wanting all kinds of patience for all those things the same patience christ has given to you and more than likely the same patience that your spouse has given to you you want to extend that Hmm. to to them as well wow do you feel like in in your life nate that there's been like processes that you've gone through to I don't know if this just sounds like so methodical for a marriage, but do you have things that you kind of like, hey, I'm just going to continually do this. Like I'm going to write a note to Christina like once a day or something like that, like commit something like that. <laughs> or do you feel like it's more like fluid kind of just like in the mixture of your lives that you're, as you feel led to say something, or as you feel like that kind of like inkling to say something that you open up your mouth and do it? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little well, bit of both? Or? Yeah, it definitely isn't a note every day to Christina. <laughs> Man, I'd be an all-star if I did that. That'd be great. And you know what? The honest truth is that if every day I wrote to my wife and just a short little thing saying what I see in her, mm-hmm. what I appreciate, you know, another thing that I, that I admire about her, I guarantee you a day would not come where she said, you know, babe, like it's, it's just enough. It's just too much, too much writing, too many notes, you know, unless there was just such a like hypocrisy there where it was like, this is what I'm saying, but now I'm going to treat you horribly and Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat you like dirt. Uh, But if there was a consistency there, I guarantee you a day would never come where she would say, that's just too much. You know, I don't want to hear it anymore. Don't rely just on that. Yeah. So, you know, for me, Riley, all, all of this, you know, when it comes to parenting, mm-hmm. when it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to our marriages, uh, it's so 
relational. Hmm. You know, this is these are relationships that we are in. So for us, it's it's really always kind of come come back to opening up our hearts and communicating uh, with each other. Uh, you know, I wish I used my words. 10, 20, 30 times more hmm. than I already do to help bring restorative words into my wife's life. Um, but every restorative word that I have spoken to her, it's only come as I've sought to understand her. Yeah. You know, because then I've, I'm, as I'm hearing these things, like, wow, that's what you're going through and that's your struggle. And I'm not just like being dismissive of these things as I'm really listening mm-hmm. then I start understanding what kind of thing I can say to help build her up you know like maybe an example that might put some like flesh to this for uh, everybody listening you know would be to just think about like um, you know Christina as a mother mm-hmm. um, She's an incredible mom. I mean, she really is. She loves our daughters so much, is so sacrificial towards them. But, you know, so often as a mother, there can be this like feeling of, I'm just not like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not um, connecting enough, you know, with this particular daughter or, you know, with each, with each, you know, child that you have, they all have different personalities and, you know, you try to figure them out so that you can best relate to them, right. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And so when she, for if, if she, for example, shared with me, you know, that kind of thing, I could really easily just, you know, quickly just kind of go, oh, you know, don't, I don't think you have anything to worry about, you know, like mm-hmm. what, what's the, I, this is not a problem, you know, kind of thing. Or as I listen and maybe ask some questions to help kind of get her talking more about yeah. it. And as I exit the like, I want to fix the perceived problem, you know, that that you're yeah. presenting right now. But as I just listen, I could maybe start coming to the revelation that, golly, she's she's feeling this thing that I just don't think is true mm. about how she's doing as a as a mother and. Maybe it's if she's saying, like, I feel like I'm having a hard time communicating with this child. Maybe it's not that I need to say to her, you're a great communicator with that child. Maybe it is. And maybe I need to show examples of what I mean. But maybe it's just like, but on a deeper level, you're just kind of feeling not that great about, you know, how you are as as a mom. And I need to, because I think you're an incredible mom, I need to point out some of those things that I see. And that I witness, and because you know how it is, it's like we just kind of go through our lives, and sometimes it's real hard for us to have a good perspective on ourselves. So that kind of outside voice is a lot of times really life giving uh, for us. So maybe that's a a way to you know kind of exemplify what I'm talking about a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff to chew on, Nate. We're running a little bit um, close to the end of this episode but i'd love to give you some space to talk about just any kind of final thoughts any encouragements towards people as they are seeking just to bring this kind of restorative praise into their marriage yeah well i mean the way i said it in the last paragraph of what was it like five or six paragraphs i mean it wasn't very long (laughs) but i just said uh, 
my encouragement here is simple. Open your mouth and heart in restorative praise mm. of your spouse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that for, for some of you, uh, you really have not done this. You know, there hasn't been a lot of that kind of admiration that's flowed from you into the ears of your spouse. And so what will happen is when you try, it will be awkward. Hmm. It just will be because it's so foreign. So push through it is my exhortation. Hmm. Push through it. Uh, if it means that you need to write a little bit, if that's you know a gifting that you have or something that your spouse values, then write a little bit and you know open your heart. If that means that you you know have to sit down and you know make them like stop doing what they're doing and hold their hands and just like say different things that you appreciate about them mm-hmm. and that you admire about them, then just do it. Get over yourself. Get over your own like pride and your own you know, hindrances and just speak into yeah. their lives. And uh, I'm not even, even only talking about just the um, stuff that is romantically or relationally charged or involved. Mm-hmm. Think about the other things in life too. You know, does your husband have, you know, some kind of struggle or insecurity in his workplace, you know, where he's maybe feeling like yeah. less than others that are there and mm-hmm. and and uh, has expressed that in different ways. He probably hasn't said like very specifically, I feel that Jerry is better than me at and it makes me feel this way when yeah. I think about that. You know, but just as you've watched maybe like some jealousy that's there or You've seen some like anger at other what other people's performance or you know different things like that. Maybe what you're seeing is is something that you can speak into and say, you know, here's what I I admire about your work. Here's what I see about your work. You know, and when you're when you're just going for it and saying that kind of thing, there's just so much life that can be uh, given. But my I think just kind of my way of kind of wrapping this up is just to encourage everybody if this has not been you push through the awkwardness mm-hmm. put you know just do it just keep battling through it and if this is you then uh you know join me and join riley and committing to growing in this area yeah, and adding more of this uh into our lives Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.